everybody. Welcome back to Transformational Trauma and Healing. Today's guest is Melissa Rolfs. Melissa is a health coach that focuses on helping mothers get out of overwhelm and feeling stuck. She examines with her clients where trauma shows up in the body and then how to address it. Melissa provides strategies for busy women that allow them to get unstuck, reduce stress, and feel happy and free to live the life they want to live. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to Transformational Trauma and Healing. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Of course. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I'm excited to be here. Yay. Um, I, you know, we, we were just talking about this, like we feel like we've, we've been carrying on, you know, Facebook messenger conversations for so long now that we feel like we're friends. So this is going to be really fun because after this, we will be friends. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's start with the basics. You are a health coach. So tell us what that is. Yeah, I'm glad you asked. I want to um, make sure the audience knows there's a difference between a certified health coach okay. and a non-certified health coach. There's a lot of people out there. I've noticed a trend who are signing up with different companies to sell a product and they're calling themselves a health coach. Um, so just make sure that that there's you understand the difference between a certified coach, somebody who's gone to school and trained okay. in how to be a health coach versus those that haven't. But for me, um, I'm a certified health coach. And so what I do is I get to help people change their habits. Um, my certification is in habit change. And so I really help people change their habits, especially around food and their bodies and their lives. And so they can live happy, fulfilling lives. That's awesome. So um, what kind of schooling is involved with becoming a certified health coach? Yeah. So the school I went to is called the Health Coach Institute and they offer a six month program. It was a dual certification in health and life coaching. And I loved it because not only was I getting the training and learning the information, but they also have you work with practice clients as well. So you really get experience to work with or they certify you. So you're not just learning all this information and then going out and trying to figure out. Here you go. (laughs) Find some clients. You're good now. Yep. (laughs) So let's talk about your journey to coaching. When and why did you get started? Yeah, I never, like if you knew me in high school or college, you'd be like, what, what are you doing now? Because it's so not who I was. Um, but my trauma really carries a large part of why I do what I do. So about 12 years ago, I, I was diagnosed with PTSD from childhood trauma. Okay. And it was kind of the perfect storm in our home, if you will. My husband was traveling for work. Um, our son was a newborn and not sleeping through the night. So I was exhausted. And then our daughter too, and had some sensory challenges and some undiagnosed food allergies. Okay. So whiny toddler, exhausted mom with PTSD has been traveling for work. And that really kind of was my wake up call to be like, what can I do to get better? Cause I didn't like how I was showing up as a mom. I didn't like how I was showing up as a wife. And so I met with a naturopath and she, um, well, I had been meeting with a therapist who diagnosed me first of all, and she recommended a naturopath for me to meet with. And she took a lot of my vitamin and mineral levels and really discovered that my nutrition was not in a good place because I was okay. living off of sugar 
and diet Dr. Pepper to kind of feel better and energize myself through the day. Sure. With so a I baby with and a toddler. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And husband traveling. So I was kind of doing it alone a lot of the time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. See, perfect storm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, I am thinking back to my own, you know, birth situations <laughs> and I, my son didn't sleep through my oldest. I don't know why I thought having another one would be a great idea. It turned out it was, but like my oldest didn't sleep till he was five and a half. So I understand exhausted mom. Totally. So, um, so you went to a naturopath, you had some, um, you were able to get yourself back on track. How, how did that yeah. So she took my vitamin and minerals and I'm like, okay, I guess I need to change my diet. And a large part of that was because of our daughter's food allergies that we discovered. Um, so we kind of started with the the nutritional changes that we need to, to have happen. Mm-hmm. And as I continued to heal from my trauma and kind of navigate the overwhelm and exhaustion that I felt as a mom and find other ways to care for myself, um, I really found freedom and really felt more energetic. And as my diet changed, I had more energy to start exercising and um, really kind of became a happier mom. I wasn't angry. I wasn't curled up in fetal position on the couch when my husband got home from work and really just noticed a big shift from changing our nutrition and my mindset and adding in movement. And so really felt called to help other women who were where I was and knew that it wasn't something you could just do from a program or from, you know, the diet of the month that our society right. loves to, to dote on. <laughs> so right. it was really about changing beliefs and habits. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more because obviously diet culture is a thing and it mm-hmm. is a very detrimental thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember growing up, my mom was always on a diet, like always. I mean, I think she like ate yogurt when I was in high school. Um, you know, like those are the things I remember. And and I remember also thinking, am I supposed to eat like that? Is, you know, like uh, what, you know, she never said to me, oh, you should eat less food or you should do anything like that. But there was, you know. She was not happy with her body. So it made me question whether or not I should be happy with my body. And it's interesting how I have shifted that with my own daughter. um, Because I have a 13-year-old. And there is no diet talk at all. We talk about healthy food. We talk about, you know, like, okay, if you want to have treats, that's fine. Like. You eat as much or as little as you want of what it is that you want. Let's focus on the healthy food. But we try, I try really hard not to, oh my gosh, I think you just ate too much or like with either of my kids. Um, But it is, but I know a lot of people come up against that and marketing and all of those things make it so hard to get past. So tell me how, 
health coaching is different. Stay with us. We'll be right back. As the weather gets warmer, I am more and more grateful for all the skinny teas, tanks, and camis I have in my closet. They are soft, comfortable, and go with everything. There is every color imaginable available, including a wide variety of skin tones. For 30% off your order, go to www.skinnyteas.com and use my code TTH30. That's skinnyteas.com, code TTH30. For sure. It's a great question. And I want to applaud you for having that shift in yourself and for shifting that culture for your daughter. I think you are changing generations by doing that because as you said, it's something that we are very much up against. And so I think why it was important to me, Carrie, to to differentiate between a certified coach and a non-certified coach is for me, what I learned is that one size does not fit all. And you have got to tune into your body and what works best for you. And what works for one does not work for all. And that's the diet mentality is that I have a friend and they, you know, did this program and they got X results. So then they blast it on social media and everybody else looks at that and they say, oh, I can get that result too. Right. Right. And it's like celebrity, you know, like celebrity is saying, oh, try this, try this. This was great. And um, it, it helped me lose 25 pounds after my baby. And, you know, it's like we're bombarded with that. We are. And, and that that's what makes us happy. And that's what makes us healthy. And that's what makes us confident. But for me, those are all fake lies and they are for a lot of people because right. for me, it was healing and working through the trauma and what was causing me to go to food in the first place and really kind of getting to the root cause and shifting that and working through that instead of just putting a bandaid on top of it and trying to make the inside match the outside. Right. So it's kind of... um an integrity kind of thing, like an internal integrity, you know, like everybody can put on the smiley face and pretend like everything's just fine. And, and what that ends up causing is you have to numb the parts that aren't just fine. And people do that with food, drink, whatever, you know, any number of things. Right. And, and diet culture just perpetuates that. So, you know, I know that if based on our conversations that you work to really understand where trauma shows up in a client's body. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So there are two great books I would love to suggest for your audience if they haven't read them already are The Body Remembers and The Body Keeps the Score. And those both talk about how we can store trauma in our bodies and how we have muscle memory and how we might work through something through therapy or counseling or even coaching where we maybe can shift the the memory or the thought around what happened, but it still is held in the body. And so it's really kind of important to integrate the brain and the body. And so um, one of the exercises I do with my clients is we have a pro, uh, 
an exercise called transforming anger into love. And we kind of look at where we hold that trauma or that hurt or that disdain in our body mm-hmm. and figure out you know, where did that originate from and what do we need to do? Who do we need to forgive? What do we need to let go of in order to move through that and past that? And it's really a beautiful experience because people don't think of it that way. They're not like, oh, I didn't know that, you know, because I don't like my legs that that, you know, signified I was holding on to something like it really kind of takes a deeper dive into that. And it's so, it's so fascinating. (laughs) Right. So, um, so, you know, like pain and stuff can absolutely be a symptom of trauma that you experience and, you know, like your gut health, that kind of stuff. Like you can have a really messed up gut because you are constantly anxious and in survival mode. And you think, oh, it's not like, it's not about what you're putting in your body necessarily first. First is what's going on that's making your body messed up in the first place. Right. Is that, is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause a lot of times when we do have that pain or that hurt, we can try to, you know, soothe it or stuff it or buffer it instead of really figuring out what's causing it. And so that's when maybe we'll turn to the food or the alcohol or whatever to feel better. But really it's kind of identifying what, what's causing this, what's the root, what's happening. (laughs) Right. Right. So when do people come to you so are they at their wits end is it I mean like do you I'm sure it's probably across the gambit but like you know when do people typically go oh my god I need a health coach usually when they've tried everything and they haven't gotten the results that they desire and it's like there's a little bit of hope left (laughs) and they're like okay I think I want to try this because I know that you've done it. I know that you've helped others with it. And that's kind of when it happens. But it's, from my perspective, it's frustrating that it's it's like the last ditch effort. Like, it's like, oh, I'm so sad that you had to try all those things, you know? Right. And I think too, with Western medicine, the natural response in Western culture is, oh, here's some medication or, you know, like, let's do surgery on that broken arm, whatever. It's not like the mental health aspect of it. It's not a holistic approach at all. It's very much done in silos. And I know from my own trauma experience that it was very much done in silos. Like, I mean, it wasn't until I went to acupuncture that my acupuncturist said to me, oh, do you know people who have had serious physical trauma often are diagnosed with autoimmune disorders, which I had been. And I'm like, no, nobody said that to me. And she goes, well, that's because, you know, in Western medicine, people are just thinking of their own little silo. I'm like, but that makes so much sense. And health is all encompassing, right? So I know that you, like, I've looked at your website. You have some really amazing resources on your website. And I know you aren't afraid to connect people to outside resources um, because you believe that holistic approach is really how to get 
um, get people to where they need to be. Uh, talk to us about some of the resources you have and, and what approaches you've taken that way. Yeah, absolutely. So I, for me specifically, Carrie, part of my journey was I was using food to kind of stuff or numb the pain from the trauma. And so mm-hmm. I used sugar. I started doing it when I was a little girl. I have, you know, stories of hiding cookies and sweets and candies in the room and the mice getting on the bed and leaving a mess and telling on me. Um, so that was something that was how I cope. So I have a lot of resources on, you know, overcoming sugar addiction or overcoming emotional eating. Cause that's what I was doing. I was eating mm-hmm. to numb the emotions, but then I also have a, a, um, a resource on trauma. And so there's some recipes on there because there are foods that definitely, if you do have that trauma, you do find that there are foods that you want to avoid. And there are some that that you want to really kind of, you know, nourish your body with. And so I've got resources for that. Um, There's some essential oils that I've used, just some different resources of things that have helped me on my journey. There's a whole section there as well. That's cool. Um, That's, that's interesting that there are foods to avoid and foods to, to make sure you consume in order to help you with the trauma. That's, that's very interesting. So Talk to me about how you work with your clients. Um, you know, like say I come to you and say, oh my God, I'm at my wit's end. I've tried everything and I just feel like crap and I'm stuck in this place and and I, I, I feel terrible and I'm not showing up in the world like I want to. What would you say to me and how would we start? I would say I can help you because I've been there and I know what that's like and I know what's on the other side and I can't wait to journey with you. I have a 12-week finding freedom program where we really kind of go through like, what is the root? Why are we feeling this way? What do we need to work through? What do we need to shift? What are we focusing on? What's triggering us? And it really provides that freedom and that peace with food and our bodies and our lives that so many of us look for and turn to that stinky diet culture for. (laughs) Right. For sure. For sure. Like, it's like, oh, I feel so gross. I should lose some weight. Let's see what, what the, you know, mm-hmm. all of those different ones that we're not going to give air to. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that program is 12 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. I, is that coaching in person, online, or do you do a combination of the two? Um, I, it's always been online. I could okay. definitely in person, but just because the clients haven't been local. Um, okay. well, even, you know, I did have clients that were local during COVID, but we zoomed for that. So whatever people are coming because COVID, with, <laughs> I know <laughs> that was a thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know, for listeners of this podcast that are all over the country, um, they could still work with you. It, it doesn't matter where they're located. That's good to know. So tell me, because I, I'm always interested in why people do what they, they do and how it makes them feel fulfilled. So tell me how coaching, um, how health coaching, uh, um, you know, what do you get out of that? Um, you know, helping people become healthier and happier. I think for me, I love to work with 
moms and teenagers. And I know they sound like totally opposite things, but I'm going to share why I love working with the moms because once they realize that they have the power to change what they came from, just like you did, Carrie, you can Mm -hmm. shift generations. And so you're shifting your daughter's view of food and her body and her life. And that's powerful work because we're inundated by social. I mean, I think when we were younger, it was probably magazines, right? And maybe commercials. But now it's it's TikTok. (laughs) Yep, exactly. Exactly. So if we can change that legacy for our kids, I think that's powerful. I think when moms take care of themselves and they're healthy and they're at peace and they're not obsessing over food and what they look like and how they feel because they're confident and calm. I think that makes a difference in the world. But then I love to work with the teenagers too, because those that's our next generation. And like, if you think about it, maybe their mom isn't like you and I, and maybe they don't realize, you know, the the impact that they're having on their girls, but the girls realize that there's something maybe not quite, not quite where they want to be in their relationship with food and their body. And so I love to work with them too, but I love it because it's a ripple effect and it changes lives and it changes generations. And I think selfishly, it makes my pain worthwhile because I know that if like the pain and the suffering that I went through is helping other people, it is so worth it. Yeah. I, I feel you on that one. That That is a lot of why I do what I do. I mean, that's that's what this podcast was about. Um, you know, making my pain mean something and to help other people. Um, so I, I was thinking about teenagers. Um, so have you worked with a lot of people who've had eating disorders or have eating disorders and um, you've helped them through that because that seems like a whole nother level right (laughs) yeah it kind of is another level um I have worked with one person in particular who had an eating disorder and she was also seeing a therapist at the same time okay Um, and I find that to be a really powerful combination because therapy really helps people kind of look at the past and kind of heal from that whereas Mm -hmm. coaching kind of looks at where they are and where they want to be going forward So while she was able to heal from the past, she was also learning new habits around food and coping strategies with me. Um, So that, that was really helpful. And I think that was interesting because she had been in treatment for an eating disorder, but the other people that were in treatment were having a different relationship with food. They weren't eating. And so she was more binging and stuffing. And so she didn't feel that that really related to her because she wasn't not eating. So it's kind of a whole nother world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I, um, you know, certainly it's just to know that that is something that having teenage daughters that you have to think about and look out for. And, you know, and it worries me. You know, this is like my daughter's in eighth grade. Eighth grade's the hardest. Now she hasn't found it that way, but for me, it was the hardest. So I like, <laughs> I'm like, they're bullies and they're mean girls. <laughs> so well, I think, like, because I have a freshman daughter, and I think one thing that's been interesting to me is, okay, how do I not project my pain and my experience under her. Like, I think that's something really challenging because we have our lens. And so it's like, how do I let her have her own experience and have it not be my experience without my experience 
according her experience. <laughs> yeah, it's so tricky, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, like, uh, I would like I've said things like, "Oh, eighth grade's so difficult," and she's like, "I like eighth grade, mom." I'm like. It was difficult for me. You're right. We have two totally different experiences. You you are absolutely correct. But like my fears for her are certainly colored by the lens of what I experienced in absolutely. Um, you know, so I I'm like ooh, like what's gonna happen? <laughs> and you know, so far so good. So lucky me <laughs> and and lucky her <laughs> I don't know um so just in in closing today um what is, is there one thing that you hope our listeners will take away from this podcast today um what would that be Gosh, I want them to know that hope and healing are possible. Because I think so many times when you hear the word trauma or you hear PTSD or you hear those words, it can kind of trigger maybe a negative image or thought process of, oh my gosh, how do I move past this? How do I go forward? Right. And I think for me, healing and working through that carry was the most powerful thing that I've ever done. It was the hardest. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a cakewalk, but right. I think it also the most powerful and the most profound. And I just want people to know that that's possible for them. Like, I think we can look at where we're at and we can't see the other side. So if I could take you to the other side and show you how beautiful and how peaceful and how amazing it can be, I want that for you too. I want you to have that view. So just know that it's possible. That's awesome. I love that. Peace is possible. Really? (laughs) That's so fantastic. (laughs) It sounds shocking, I know, but it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much, Melissa. I really appreciate your time today. And um, this is great stuff. And I can't wait for everybody to hear our conversation. Well, thank you. Thank you for creating this space and for, you know, just the work that you're doing because you you are helping so many people. and, And it kind of, I think, helps people to have a safe place to talk and hear and feel encouraged because that's what stories do, right? Like hearing other people's perspectives help us. So thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Thank you for being part of it. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Transformational Trauma and Healing. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks so much. See you soon. Thank you.